I guess I, I guess I'm on. We got lights up here. Okay. Right up here we go. Okay, Second Chronicles 24, and I listen and. Listen to James's uh, presentation of that, and uh, I read it, and it's just, it's amazing how criminal that, that chapter was with the uh, lady that killed her grandchildren and uh, kind of crowned herself as king. Wow. What is in the hearts of men and women? So she attempted to kill all her grandchildren and take away all the heirs so her she would be queen and her family would be the ruling family in Israel for a long, long time. Got rid of the uh, rightful heirs. But a heads up, uh, young lady captured uh, a little guy by the name of Joash and speared him away and he was spared And that saved God's promise to David when he said, there will be somebody on your throne forever. He was the only one that escaped. That's a close call. Seven years old and a demonic woman is is killing all the grandchildren. Somebody's heads up enough uh, to take this little one out. Of course, it's a divine assignment to save little Joash. And... uh, We start in 24, and it says there, uh, Joash was seven years old when he became king, and he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zibiah from Beersheba. Joash did what was right in the sight of the Lord all the days of Jehoiada, the priest. And Jehoiada took two wives for him, and he had sons and daughters. So we need to take note uh, of this priest. And this priest was very active in the uh, coming against the woman that killed her grandchildren, set her up as queen, and uh, he eliminated her and um, has set the rightful heir in David's line on the throne. So we're back on track here. But the youngster is seven years old, and he's become king. And uh, the priest is helping him out. So he selected for him two wives. And, of course, he didn't get married at seven years old. But somewhere along the line, he got two wives. So uh, I I don't know why a priest would give him two wives. But I think I have an inkling that he needs lots of heirs because they're down to one heir for David's throne. David's throne. So the priest is thinking... More wives, more kids. He's helping God out here. And uh, said, yes, he did. He had sons and daughters. And he did reign in Jerusalem for 40 years. Okay, it says, uh, now it happened after that that Joash set his heart on repairing the house of the Lord. Then he gathered the priests and the Levites and said to them, go out in the cities of Judah and gather from all Israel money to repair the house of our God, of your God, from year to year, and see that you do it quickly. 
uh, I'm a little leery of these, these two words called money and quickly. Money quickly. Uh-huh. So that's what the, he's going to have the priest do that. And the priest is kind of this young guy's mentor. Uh, but he's pretty old at this time. It says, however, the Levites did not do it quickly. So the king called uh, the priest, Jehoiada, the chief priest, and said to him, Why have you not required the Levites to bring in from Judah and from Jerusalem the collection according to the commandment of Moses, the servant of the Lord, and of the assembly of Israel for the tabernacle's witness, for the sons of Athaliah, the wicked woman, had broken into the house of God and had uh, presented all the dedicated things of the house of the Lord to the Baals. So the temple's been super desecrated. This woman that set herself up as the queen, eliminated all the heirs she thought, her sons broke into the temples. Uh, how'd they say that? Yeah, broke into the temple. So evidently they, they had to force their way in with resistance from the priests, but they got in there in, in the temple of the Lord and set up things to uh, Baal, uh, a nasty image. Definitely not the God of Israel. So this is how polluted the uh, worship of God has become, that they are setting up idols in the temple. And uh, it's, it's a litany of bad news here. But let's talk about the commandment of Moses. Yes, he made a commandment back in uh, Exodus 30. He said, when the people come to the temple... And they had already given a lot of the money that they took out of Egypt to build the temple. They had plenty of funds to do that, but they needed maintenance money. So when the people came to the tabernacle, they had a little treasury there. And they would drop in a half a shekel, which is not a lot of money, but millions of people come there. So they're adding money, adding money, adding money. And uh, somehow that uh, tradition got away. It, it wasn't used anymore. And so the temple's in disrepair, and they need to get money. And uh, the young king wants money quickly uh, for this purpose. And um, all the precious things, all the things that were in the temple were desecrated. And they wanted to get new ones because they had just been used for vile things. So it's a good cause. It's a real good cause. But I'm still leery of money quickly. Um, so they institute this thing. Well, let me read on. I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. Then the king's command commanded that they make a chest and set it outside the gate of the house of the Lord. And they made a proclamation throughout Judah and Jerusalem to bring uh, to the Lord the collection that Moses, the servant of God, had imposed on Israel in the wilderness. Um, I think this is the same. What do I want to say? It's not a tradition, it's a command, and it's been reinstituted. You remember when Jesus was at the temple, and the people would come to the treasury, and they would drop in their offerings, and the Pharisees, they'd blow a little trumpet as tradition. Look look what I'm giving, man. Clunk, big heavy coin in there, bang. And uh, it was kind of showing off, kind of showing off. And And then a widow came. The widow came, and she put in two mites. It's like two pennies. Click, click. Not, not much fanfare. And Jesus made a comment about that. 
And he said, she gave more than anybody else. She gave more than anybody else. She had given out of her poverty. She was, she was going to miss a couple of meals. And the uh, Pharisees that gave and the scribes, they, they weren't going to miss anything. Um, but they liked the notoriety of that. Blow a little trumpet. The heavy chinkers go in and go bang, bang. Everybody said, man, that was a gold piece. Wow. So uh, Jesus highlighted this treasury box as, as a teaching tool and uh, said that those guys gave out of their abundance and they wouldn't miss it at all. So the tradition was lost. I shouldn't say tradition, but a command. And uh, it came back and Jesus used it as a teaching point about giving, giving uh, sacrificially. Um, Then all the elders and all the people rejoiced, brought their contributions and put them in the chest uh, until all had given. Um, all the people or everything was done. Uh, commentators kind of varied on that. Um, one said until everything, all the money was that was needed to fix the temple was gathered. Uh, not all the people had given, although they will in time as they come to the temple. It was to finish the job. So it was at that time when the chest was brought to the king's officials, Uh, by the hands of the Levites. And when they saw there was much money that the king's scribe and the high priest and officers came and emptied the chest and took it and returned it to its place. Thus they did day by day and gathered the money in abundance. Now they have money in abundance and they're repairing the temple with that. The king and Jehoiada gave it to those who did the work of the service of the house of the Lord. And they hired masons and carpenters to repair the house of the Lord, and also who worked in iron and bronze to restore the house of the Lord. And the workmen labored, and the work was completed by them. They restored the house of God to its original condition and reinforced it. Uh, When they had finished, they brought the rest of the money before the king, and Jehoiada. Okay, now the king's got money, and uh, the the priest has money. Um, king's first in uh, uh, the mention here. Uh, they made from it the articles of the house of the Lord, articles for serving an offering of, of spoons, vessels of gold and silver, and they offered bird honorings, offerings uh, in the house of the Lord's continually all the days of Jehoiada. Um, So they've refurbished the temple. They've got new articles in there that evidently were consecrated and not defiled by uh, worshiping Baal. So they've got this thing back to original condition, which is a real good thing. Uh, Money well spent. It says in 15, 15, but Jehoiada, Uh, But Jehoiada grew old and was full of days, and he died. He was 130 years old when he died. That's that's pretty old. That's real old. I think David was 80. Uh, Moses, I think, was 120. This guy lived a long time and did a lot of stuff. He was a very good priest. Um, And there were were some, uh, some bad priests. Also, a bunch of them. Um, 
But he did a real good job, and he, he lived a long time, and he ministered to a number of kings. Uh, some of them didn't pay any attention to him, but uh, he did a lot of great things. And they buried him in the city of David among the kings because he had done good in Israel, both towards God and his house. So here we have the death of this influential priest on the young king. And we'll see what happens when that godly influences uh, leave the young king here. Um, now, after the death of uh, Jehoiada, the leader of Israel, the leaders of Judah, came and bowed down to the king. And the king listened to them. Therefore, they left the house of the Lord of their fathers, the house of God of their fathers, and served wooden images and idols. And the wrath of, uh, came upon Judah and Jerusalem because of their trespass. Yet he sent prophets to them to bring them back to the Lord. And they testified against them, but they would not listen. What happened to him? He's doing good. He's, he's working on the temple. He's refurbishing the temple. He said that there were idols in the temple. He wanted everything refurbished so we could get the stench of those idols out of there. Uh, his priest friend, his godly influence, leaves, and suddenly he listens to men. He listens to men. Uh, this sounds a little familiar to me. Sounds a little familiar to me. Uh, do you remember Aaron? Aaron, uh, Moses' brother, saw all the miracles in Egypt. In, in fact, he was instrumental in bringing them in and stopping them. He was there when the Red Sea parted. And Moses goes up on the mountain for 40 days. And the people say, this, this guy Moses has been missing in action for a long time. We don't know where he's at. We don't know if he's ever coming back. We need something. And Aaron says, what you need is a golden calf. I'll whip you one up. Bring me your jewelry. Bring me the gold we got left over from building the temple stuff, and I'll fix you up. Fix you right up. We know that whopping lie that he told when Moses came down. God said, uh, your people are really doing a stupid thing down there. Get down there and uh, see what you can do with them. And uh, Moses went to Aaron and said, what's this calf all about? And he had this great line. Aaron said, I threw earrings in there. And a calf came out. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? The scripture says he molded the calf. He molded the calf. He saw that stuff in Egypt. He listened to men. He listened to men. And we have recently studied um, about um, King Saul. King Saul. King Saul erred a couple of times. And who did he blame it on? He blamed it on the people. I listened to the people. He didn't listen to Samuel. He didn't listen to God. He didn't pray. I listened to the people. I was afraid of the people. That pressure got him. That pressure got him. He did a couple of rash things because he listened to the people. He did not listen to God. Um, why, do, why did that happen? Why did that happen? What, what happened to Aaron? Aaron was fortified with all this miracle stuff. He should have been a stalwart. He, he was high priest. 
he was going to be high priest. Moses had to, uh, you know, anoint him to be high priest, but he was the apparent high priest. And he fumbles. He fumbles big time. What, what, happens? what happens to people? Why do they leave the rails? My goodness. Uh, yes, he was still saved. Still saved. We all make mistakes, thank goodness. Thank goodness there is mercy and grace. In fact, it says here that God sent prophets to straighten this situation out. But I'm just really curious what happens. Why, why people leave the rails. They're doing the, what the Lord wants them to do. And they, they fumble. They, they, they crash. They burn. They leave the rails. Um, I think it's a faith thing. It's a faith thing. The priest left him. He died after 130 years. He's wavering, and then people come. It says the leaders of Judah came, and I can see these guys. They talk to me. They give me instructions. They tell me I'm a good guy. I've, I've got all that money from that treasury over there, the commandment of Moses. I've got money. And then these guys show up. They know where that money's at. He went for it. He went for it. He wanted the praise of men. He wanted the praise of men. Yeah. Aaron. Saul. This guy. Joash. Wanted the praise of men. What make men interesting? You can see them. It's like a golden calf. You can see it. This God's up on the mountain. This God, I can't see him. Uh, I need something I can see. And that's where idolatry comes in. And God made this unusual statement when he was uh, doing his thing on Mount Sinai and, and the mountain was burning and the trumpet sounded and the thunder and the people said, uh, Moses, you go up there. We can't, we can't handle all this. And God was reviewing that years later. And he said, at Horeb, Mount Sinai, I gave you no image. I gave you no image. And it took me a long time to figure that out. Why didn't God show himself there? Because they'd start making idols right off the bat. Oh, my goodness. They'd mass produce them. You need an image of God. Take it right with you. Put it on your dashboard. There you go. You got it. It's always a faith problem. Always a faith problem. Men were right there. Men were encouraging. His priest friend encouraged him to do the right thing. Now he's getting bad information. And bad information, so so easy to get. What what's in the world that gives us bad information? Flesh. We get bad readings from our flesh all the time. Flesh wants to do sinful things. And then there's the world says it's okay to do sinful things. And then there's Satan, who's very powerful, says, I can help you with that. Pardon me? Friends, friends, uh, are they friends when they tell you to do silly things? They're not friends. But that, that's a source of, that's a source of uh, confusion. It can be distracting, the information you get from friends. Good comment. Um, a lot of things in the world can draw you away from God. We live in Satan's domain. He's working all the time. He's working all the time. God comes into that. And reveals things to us through this priest, through Moses, um, through this word. We have this word that keeps us on the path 
keeps us from going loco. Um, Lord, we thank you so much for your word. And they served images and idols. And the wrath of Judah. And uh, wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem because of these trespasses. So he's left the rails. And, he, and God does a wonderful thing. Wonderful thing. He sent prophets. He's always sending prophets to Israel. And he sent prophets. He's telling them to come back to the Lord. Uh, and what did they do? They, they would not listen. They would not listen. Oh, my goodness. They're stubborn like that. And then God ups the ante here a little bit. And 20, it says, And the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest, and stood before the people and said to them, Thus says God, Why do you transgress the commandments of the Lord so you cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he has also forsaken you. Wow, that's a condemnation, isn't it? Why do you transgress against the commandment of the Lord? You do not prosper. What kind of things are valuable? Uh, For the young king, that money in the treasury, I think, was really valuable. Really valuable. He saw that. And when his priest friend died... I think others in the community saw that and came and advised him what to do, do with that money. We'll build images and idols. And they talked him into that. He's a young guy. He's a young guy, probably impressionable. And uh, he didn't turn to the Lord for wisdom. He listened to these people. And they got into that idolatry thing. And so they send a special prophet. Not Well, they, the triune God, send a special prophet under the inspiration of the Spirit of God. And they reject that too. God is merciful. He will give you chance after chance after chance. And a study of Israel is really great evidence of that. How many times did he send prophets? How many times did he send prophets? And how many times were they killed? Jesus said, woe to Jerusalem. This is where the prophets die. Oh, my. Ruthless bunch. How can, you cannot prosper. You cannot prosper. Yeah, what is valuable? What is valuable? Um, there's this list in uh, Galatians 5.22. Let me, let me run through that real quick because it's a great list. These, these are the things that are valuable for us. And you guys know them. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and, of course, self-control. Self-control. Um, those are valuable things. Really valuable things. How can you prosper? How can you get these things when you reject God? When you reject God? Um, he doesn't bless you. He doesn't bless you. We see so much in the world today where people are not in the will of God. They are not believers. And... It's not a pretty picture. We, they talked last week about all the murders that went on. How about the good old U.S. of A? I wish we could find out how many people die violent deaths in the U.S.A. every week. They don't publish that anymore. It's, it's a fantastic number. Fantastic number. We don't prosper because we don't go to the Lord. 
We don't do his commands. And we're paying a huge price in this nation. And it's not only in, in America. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. Europe, they've had their problems for years and years because they left God. Many empty churches over there. And they're not prospering. They're not prospering at all. Um, Got to do it God's way or you're just hanging out there. And um, we probably know this one too, that God has a plan for us. This is uh, Jeremiah 11. It says, I know the thoughts I have towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not evil. That's a good thing. Uh, to give you a future and a hope. Peace and hope, so wonderful things, wonderful things. Um, when you go into Myers, or you go into big box store, someplace like this, you you see the people that are glamorous, that are glamorous. They want the praise of men. They they have fame. And on one side, you see them on People magazine, looking good, looking real good. And you go over here and you look at the National Enquirer. They're looking bad. What happened there? What happened there? They went for the praise of men. They went for the praise of men. And it got them. It got them. Um, Suicide notes. People from uh, Hollywood. I didn't have any peace. I didn't have purpose. I didn't have X or Y. That are good things. Probably from that list from Galatians. I didn't have that. I ended my life. Because I didn't have that. Wow. What a tragedy. What a tragedy. So easy to get. Obey the commands. The work of God is to believe in the one that he sent. It's not hard. Not a hard thing. It's not a hard thing. Listen to the Holy Spirit. God is merciful. He sends his spirit throughout the world to convict of sin, judgment, and righteousness. And uh, those that listen, prosper. Those that listen, have peace. Those that listen have hope, have hope. Not necessarily glamorous, but substantive. It is worthwhile. Um, That's the gift of God. Okay. Um, Did I turn this page yet? Yes, okay. Um, Because you have forsaken the Lord, he has also forsaken you. Talked about that as we see that in the world. So they conspired against him. Uh, and at the command of the king, they stoned him with stones in the court of the house of the Lord. They didn't like hearing that message. They didn't like hearing that message at all. And stoning was, is kind of a rare thing in the Bible. But these guys didn't have any trouble stoning someone that told them God was the way. They didn't want to hear that. They didn't want to hear that at all. We get resistance today from uh, preaching the Bible. They don't want to hear that. Get that Bible out of here. Get that Bible out of here. Um, they take the Ten Commandments out of the courtroom. They, do, they don't want to do that. Everything else is okay in society, but don't bring a Bible in here. Please, please don't. Um, you know, they've, they've manufactured so many things that we, we cannot prosper anymore. In 1947... Supreme Court said, yes, there is a separation between God and government. It had always been, you know, government is established on God until 1947. 
Then in 63, there's no prayer. In 73, we can kill babies in a womb. In, what was it, last year? Um, homosexual marriage. So the commands of God are just slip, slip, slipping away. And what will be the reward here? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he has also forsaken you. And, um, you know, in the Middle East, they're, they're killing Christians over there. Thus Joash the king did not remember the kindness which Jehoiada, his father, had done for him. Um, but killed his son as he died. Let me read that again. It's getting pretty choppy here. Thus Josiah the king did not remember the kindness which Jehoiada, his father, had done to him, but killed his son, and as he died, he said, The Lord, look on it and repay. Look on this death of mine and repay. Okay, so it happens pretty quick here. So it happened in the spring of the year that the army of Syria came up against him, and they came to Judah and Jerusalem and destroyed all the leader of the people, uh, all the leaders of the people from among the people and sent all the spoils of the king. There's that money again to the king of Damascus for the army of the Syrians came with a small company of men, but the Lord delivered a great army into their hands because they had forsaken the Lord of their fathers. So they executed judgment against Joash. And when he had overthrown, overthrown from him, for they left him severely wounded. His own servants conspired against him because of the blood of the sons of Jehoiada, the priest, and killed him on his bed. So he died, and they buried him in the city of David, did not bury him with the tombs of the king. He was such a bad king, they put him off to the side. Um, running out of time here. Um, when God gets ready to do a judgment, he does a judgment. It was very... Severe against uh, the leaders here. And Syria came in with a small uh, force and uh, took out the leaders. It wasn't tough at all. Um, Sin is judged. Sin is always judged. And there's only one way that we can get around that. The blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. It washes. It washes clean. Um, I'm going to stop right there. We're running out of time here. So let's pray to close. And uh, if anyone needs some prayer, come on up and we'll pray. We'll do that. Lord Jesus, thank you again for your word. You know, so many lessons uh, from Israel here, Lord. We must stay close to you. Uh, We must listen to your word. It is truth. It is light. We must uh, listen to the Holy Spirit. He leads us to your word, Lord. Um, gosh, I wish they had, had the Holy Spirit back then. It had been a whole different ballgame. Jesus came in the fullness of time to the place where they killed the prophets. They killed him too. But he was gracious. You know, He didn't hold it against them. He sent his Holy Spirit. We have that today. Lord, we thank you for the peace of the Holy Spirit. Lord, uh, be with James and his family. Give him a great time of uh, just refreshing and the same for the folks here. Give him a great week. We ask this in your holy name. Amen.